Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. Merry Christmas to everyone. It is Christmas Eve, and we are holding it down in a very robust red. <laughs> robust? You hit me with... Pro- that is cold. Robust for those red on, for those- onesie this morning. For those on a radio that can't see us, this is my worst nightmare come true. A Christmas hop, uh, holiday, what would you say, ritual of ours? Yes. Uh, every tradition. year. Tradition. Yes, thank you. Tradition uh, <laughs> is to wear a onesie for, for Shay's side of the family. Family onesies for Christmas Eve and for Christmas. And never did I think we'd make it on the national airwaves where I'd be wearing that very same onesie. But here we are. Here we are. And yes, robust is probably the best way to describe <laughs> robust, this red onesie. Um, I'm Shay Cornett. He is Jordan Cornett. Of course, we're filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Don't use my government name. Not right now. I don't <laughs> want people to identify me like We're this. just, you know, trying to keep it loose and have a little fun because it is what? Christmas What? This is Eve. not is loose. This is not loose. <laughs> It'll get looser throughout the day. I told me <laughs> to stay in it now all the way till tomorrow, until tomorrow night. So it's going to be the smelliest robust red onesie you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're, we're presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests. Join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. So we're asking you today, because it is Christmas Eve, what's the best gift that your team has ever given you? The phone number is 888-729-3776. It's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 729-3776. You can also hit us up on Twitter. It's at KJNZ. I'm at Shay Pepler. He's at Shay, or Shay, He's at Jordan Cornette. Tell us what is the best gift that your team has ever given you. You can be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. We're asking you today again, what is the best gift that your team has ever gave you? ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season's winding down, and so is your favorite. Dr. Pepper loving college football town Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Okay, sports. Let's get to it. It is the holidays, but we do need to talk a little bit of sports. So yesterday we got the unfortunate news that day two in the NBA was already going to be thrown for a little bit of a loop. Rockets and Thunder was postponed. It was scheduled for Wednesday night um, and it has been postponed as Houston did not have the league required eight players to proceed with the game. The NBA said three Rockets players had returned tests that were either positive or inconclusive. And then you've got contract tracing. You also have an injury to the team. So they just didn't have enough guys to go. On top of that, so you have a postponed game, which I think the reaction to that would be like, here we go. Because this is typically what has happened across leagues when they get going, is you have these positive tests. Yeah. That's that's kind of a different conversation. The bigger conversation here is still James Harden. Somehow. It's James Harden. So there is video circulating of James Harden maskless at a party, at a club. And that is a violation of... NBA protocols. And so he also could not be eligible to eligible to play in that game. Which brings us to a bigger point of what are you doing, James Harden, and why is it such a mess in Houston? Yeah, James feels like he's being the one attacked in his situation. He feels like it's overblown. He said he was going to support a friend. Um, it, it's not what the pictures show, tell the true story of what happened. He popped in, what happened with all the the people around and all these other things afterwards did not involve James Harden. To me, 
I think it, it's bigger than that, and this is James Harden doing what James Harden wants to do because the history of these reports coming out, history has shown that's what he's always done as it pertains to the franchise down there in Houston. So why would it be any different now, Shay? <clears throat> Furthermore, he doesn't want to be there in Houston. You have athletes buying into how they should behave, <clears throat> excuse me, how they should behave given that they want to put their team in the best position to succeed moving forward because they're all in. James Harden wasn't out to try and give his teammates COVID. That, that's silly. That's not what he's trying to do. He's already got it. He's not trying to get it again <clears throat> because as we've come to know, you can get it again. It, this is just James Harden saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if it's not beneficial to the team, so be it. Then they'll move me because I want to ultimately be moved anyway. So I see, to me, it feels like this is just one story of several that are going to snowball with James, his, his discontent. Yeah. Uh, not wanting to be there, not being invested, to the point where the back, the backs of Rockets management is going to be up against a wall where they say, where can we move him? Yeah, you want to get value out of moving James Harden, obviously, max value out of it. They're going to have to find it soon because now James is annoyed even further by this story. You already have the issues that you're here going on there early on. He's throwing balls at rookies. He's doing these things. He's pouting. It's going to get uglier. And this is just the tip of the iceberg to me, honestly. Such a brat. Like, it's just, look. You, don't say that. You all know him. Like, don't Jordan, call him. Jordan. It's Christmas Eve. Jordan, I'm, I'm sorry. You can proceed how you want to proceed. But, like, the constant attitude, poutiness, not getting my way stuff, like, I'm not here for it. I don't like when you do it. I don't like when kids do it. Hey, I don't I like when anybody. Hold on, does. I ain't hanging out with strippers. That's not what I said. I said poutiness. No where did you? Where did you stripper would want to hang out with, with me? That looking word. like this. Look at me. I'm in a onesie. You don't have to worry about me and other women. You kidding me? Like a fool over <laughs> I'm here. To make you just wear that thing around a forever. Damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, and I just I don't understand James Harden's thought process. Look, if you if you're aggravated and you don't want to be on the Rockets, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You want to make a choice in life to move somewhere else? That's your prerogative. But what I don't like is you are a face of the NBA. Whether you like it or not, the beard is very well known internationally. That's fine. I care. (laughs) As someone who watches the NBA, I care that you're going out acting reckless, like pretending like you don't want to be somewhere, rolling your eyes, throwing balls at rookies, like have better places to be during a press conference, going out and violating protocols when you're a face of not a franchise, an entire organization that's a billion-dollar organization and it's international. I have a problem with that. I'm annoyed by it. Enough's enough with James Harden. Like, come on. Let's start acting like an adult a little well, bit here. And you know what the worst part probably is now, too, Shay, is there's always been another star there with James, for the most part, during this ride. Where at least there's some sort of leader there alongside him, whether it's Russ, whether it's CP3. Now it's just him. So in this time where you need discipline, you need focus, you must be patient. Uh, you got to believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel through what's going to be a marathon season despite no fans, COVID protocols. It's going to be long and difficult. For the guys on the roster, they're going to have to rally around some sort of leader uh, to believe there's a vision and approach to the season. Now the Rockets aren't a team that are contending for a title this year. But they're going to be playing a whole season of basketball and trying to think postseason for certain. When your leader is this uninvested, good luck. Like, good luck. There's no way James Harden's on this roster much longer. He just can't be. You can't have your best player, your leader, starting off the season 
like this. There's been multiple reports of issues. This is the latest one. They haven't played a regular season game yet. You got to move James Harden. You got to find a way. It's only going to get uglier. Just given his response to this, you're trying to drag my name. Real ones always prevail. Like, you're not going to get me. Like, like, the biggest eye roll. But I'm Ooh. saying that's where it's at, and it's only going to get uglier. You think this guy's going to be a rah rah guy in the locker room? Rally around me? It's so I don't even think he's going to play good teammates. basketball. I don't even think he's going to play great basketball. Like, no matter what, he's going to go out there and give you 50 usually. I don't think he's even interested in going out there and really giving you 50. I don't think he's going to want to play for this team at all. I think it's going to get way uglier. I do. It's it's so unfair to the guys around him. Remember when Daniel House had to get bounced from the bubble because he had someone also going against protocols no, in his... He's going against protocol, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And remember how frustrated Rockets fans were, his teammates were. Ultimately, they ended up losing that series. And and I just think back to that moment. I'm like, I'm sure in that moment, James Harden was aggravated with Daniel House's decision. Now, let's expand it. And now it's like the whole league's aggravated with your decisions and the way you're behaving. And it's the same kind of thing. What do you think Daryl Morey in Philadelphia is saying right now? I'll take all of it. Come on over here, James. Well, if he's saying that, he's not moving very swiftly. I think Houston's waiting to see just how much he can get. Ben Simmons is definitely okay, well, in that Okay, we'll keep mix. acting like this, and the number's going to drop. Don't I mean, call it's him a brat, though. Can you take that back? It's Christmas Eve. This is a love show for four no, hours. No, I'm not taking it back. Wow, You're acting star. like a brat. Me? No, not you. I'd say, I wore this onesie for you. Don't call me a brat. <laughs> my dad already texted me, wow. I mean, I've already disappointed <laughs> my own father here on Christmas Eve. Good. I'm glad we're just letting That's why I wore the hat. Up. I'm trying to hide myself. <laughs> you look cute. You look cute. <laughs> All right, the question is now, how much pressure is on Giannis Antetokounmpo to go live up to that giant contract that he just signed? We'll discuss that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. I'm Shay Cornette. He's Jordan Cornette. We match. We're married. It's Christmas. Everyone just rock with us and be happy, okay? It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So as I mentioned, the Bucks fall to the Celtics. Jay Antetokounmpo at 18 points in the fourth quarter of la- of uh, Wednesday night's season opener against the Celtics. Um, At the TD Garden, the NBA's two-time reigning MVP, 
after the game was thinking about the missed free throw, though, that would have tied the game with the Celtics. He missed it. But the overarching question here now is uh, more about Giannis and the future and the Bucks this season. How much pressure now that he has signed that big deal and he's staying in Milwaukee is on the Greek freak? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pressure has shifted very clearly here. Pressure was on the Bucks last season to deliver a product that made Giannis feel good enough about staying. Well, you saw what they did in the regular season. They, they had the best record in the East, maybe in the NBA, and, and they put themselves in great position going into the postseason. The world shut down on March 12th uh, for the NBA, March 11th, and, and then you got into the bubble, and it was a different story for the Bucks. And then the questions kind of came out. Well, then they went in the offseason and did enough clearly to lock in Giannis for the, the most lucrative contract in NBA history. And when they did that, the Bucks said, did our part. It's up to you now, Giannis. It's the first game of the season. He had 35 points, 13 boards. Played a great game. Didn't look like it in the start, but how he turned it on in the fourth quarter lets you know that this is the guy. But this is what's going to happen. When you miss a free throw like that to tie the game and extend it and you, you don't make that shot, it's just the first chip at, okay, is he going to earn this contract? It's not a big conversation now. I mean, let's be very clear. This is why I looked at last night, and I was never going to let it snowball because it's one game, but he gave you 35 points. He defended Jason Tatum very well on a fluke make, a bank shot from deep beyond the arc with an angle that's hard to bank a three. Clearly Tatum didn't mean to do it. It was good defense from Giannis. He makes the shot. Unfortunately, that luck goes the other way. You have .4 seconds left, and to me this is what shows Giannis's ability. The game should have been over. Giannis was going to be the inbounder. They flipped it. Coach Boonholzer said, let's have Drew Holiday throw it in. By the way, Drew Holiday looked very good in his first game for the Bucks. Throws it up, and the greatness of Giannis is that he draws a foul, which wasn't really one from Tristan Thompson, to even get in position to tie the game. That's what Giannis can do, create something out of nothing. He's okay, not fair. very good as a clutch guy from the, three, from the free throw line. 13 of 20 in clutch situations last year from the free throw line. When I think about Giannis go win me a game, it ain't going to be from the free throw line. But it is going to be him generating through athleticism and strength an opportunity to potentially do it. And that's what he did on the inbound pass. He missed a free throw, so what? They're going to be fine. But this pressure, to answer your question, is absolutely on Giannis because if these moments happen, they're going to be magnified. Okay, so here's Giannis. You can hear from him straight from his mouth how he felt about missing that free throw that would have tied the game last night. I'm upset about it and... But you can't change it, so it's done. You know, I, I missed the I missed the second one. Um, hopefully, when I'm in the same position, I can make I can make the next one. And uh, that's the mentality you gotta have. But obviously, you know, there's a uh, a little bit of weight on your shoulder because you know if you miss, that's it for your team. And you know, I'm a winner. I want to do whatever it takes for my team to win. Uh, but you know, you learn from every every situation that uh, basketball puts you in. Okay, so he's a winner. He said he's upset. He, I'm upset. Oh, upset. <laughs> he was upset about it last night, obviously. The bigger question for me with the Bucks, I don't think there's as much pressure on Giannis as there is on Coach Budenholzer. Like, last year in the bubble, I think I said it to you every game. I'm like, why doesn't Giannis play more minutes? He doesn't play nearly as many minutes as some of these superstars do. As many as LeBron does. And you can go on down the line with every superstar that played in that bubble. Giannis play the least amount of minutes. And that falls directly on the coaching staff. And so for me, you've already locked up your superstar at this point. Now it's up to you to play him in clutch situations. 
even if he's quote unquote tired. Like I don't want to hear that late in, but in season anymore. That's not Giannis requesting that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it, that's why I think the pressure is not solely on Giannis. It's more on the coaching staff. It's more on Budenholzer. This well, yeah, Budenholzer's gifted a very good team with, with arguably the greatest player in the NBA, given his age and what part of his career he is in. Um, it's an argument to be made. I'd still take uh, KD and LeBron over him, uh, but yet still. You'd still yeah. take KD and LeBron over Giannis. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and Giannis is a guy that's come out and saying, even in postgame from yesterday, you're going ex- to expect to see me play more minutes. I've had these conversations with, with Coach Budenholzer, and I fully expect to be logging more minutes. It's something he wants, it's something he'll be granted. What a help. It's a non-story from last night. It's an unfortunate bounce of a Jason Tatum three that was well defended, a missed free throw uh, that he shorted on the on the second of, of two. He's your guy. And, and they made the right choice. And nobody in Milwaukee is going to be questioning this decision to pay him 228 million. Okay, let's move now to the Celtics. So the Celtics win the game last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, as we've mentioned now, I think, five times. Um, and Jason Tatum is the one that had the game-winning three. And so... You have been saying for a long time, Jay, to me, that Jason Tatum now needs to solidify himself as a superstar. Gordon he's, Hayward, a, he's already a star. He's already a star, but it's time now to, to put him in the category of superstar, and this is now the year to do it. There's no more Gordon Hayward on that team, although he's probably a star in the NBA that I can't believe no one's even speaking about, that he's just no longer on a team and no one cares, because maybe he didn't add as much value in the bubble because he was hurt, et cetera. So I guess my question to you is Jason Tatum um, even said himself, he didn't feel like he played that well last night, but he played well when it counted. And so now this is his year to go out and prove that he can be compared among the elites. He is an all NBA third team guy last year. It's great. He's a star. Jalen Brown is, is one B on that team a star as well. And, and, and Kemba too. All, those guys were all very good last year. But this year, I want Jason Tatum to try and contend for a first-team guy. There's a lot of stars in the league. It's probably going to be very difficult. But Jason Tatum has the tools, has the skill set to do it. And him demanding that shot, having the confidence to take that shot, it's clear right. that's his shot. Right. It was a fluke that it went in, but he wants those moments. What That game delivered last night, which was great, is two stars trying to seize the moment when it was winning time. Tatum with a bank three was able to get it done. Giannis hit, went short on the second of the free throws. Jason Tatum, a moment like that, those are the ones you want to see more of. I expect to see more of. A Giannis missed free throw, not being able to deliver, I don't expect to see team. a lot of right, those. Not a big but for Jason Tatum and for Celtics fans, you want this star to take an even bigger step and become an even more massive star. I wouldn't say Jason Tatum is a face of the league. Right. He's not I to that either. point. No. And I've heard Jay Will and, and Keyshawn and those guys have this conversation on the show. It's it's a fascinating one. It's a very radio conversation. Like, who are the true superstars in the NBA? Jason Tatum's not there. Jason Tatum can get there. It's going to require more winning and more, even more gaudy numbers and moments like yesterday. He has the ability to deliver and check all three of those boxes. I look forward to seeing it. All right. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No com- No compromise. Questions swirling around who will be the Patriots quarterback this weekend, next year. We move to the NFL and we talk to the guy who asked the hardest hitting questions next. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back in. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. We are Shay and Jordan Cornette, and we are in the holiday spirit here. I don't know what that song was, but thank you for it. Oh, okay, got it. Um, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line, and that's where we're going right now because Patriots reporter Mike Reese joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And, Mike, before we get to you, yesterday you had a, a classic back and forth with Bill Belichick on who will be the starting quarterback Monday night and also going forward. Take a listen. Hey, Bill, uh, with this being the, the first practice of the week and you guys going through your meetings the last couple of days, um, were you sticking with Cam at quarterback? Yeah. Mike, we're not answering that question every day. We've been through this for a month. I totally respect that. I think just with the circumstances changing over the last – um, you know, last couple days with the playoffs. That's why I asked, is it, is it, is it, I'm going to let you know if we're going to make a change. That sounds good to me. I, is it, is it partly due to competitive reasons that you, you don't want to let the bills know? Any questions on Buffalo, Mike? Good. Thanks, Bill. Oh, just an absolute classic. All right, so we are joined now by Patriots reporter Mike Reese. And, Mike, i got to tell you, the patience that you must have. Professionalism, I, I, too. I wish professionalism and patience. I wish I had some of that sometimes. I really do. <laughs> um, but, Mike, uh, Merry Christmas to you, first of all. What do you expect the Patriots to do on Monday night and going forward right now? Because, obviously, they're, they're not going to the playoffs. So what do they do with the guy under center? Well, good morning, Jordan and Shay. Um, great to be with you. And I, I think after that, I, I would say I'm leaning toward Bill sticking with Cam Newton. You know, when he said, how about I let you know if I'm going to make a change, um, that would seem to, to hint at the status quo. And I think that's very interesting just because this is the first time the Patriots haven't had a game with playoff implications since the end of the 2000 season. And when I say that, wow. like... They, they, they've, they've had games where they haven't been able to improve their playoff seating or they've sort of been locked into whatever they're doing, but they always had the playoffs in mind. This is the first time where there's no playoffs, there's nothing to plan for, and you really have to start thinking big picture. And even Bill himself had mentioned that uh, earlier in the week, saying, look, there are some possibilities where we can get some other players in the mix and we'll meet about that and explore those possibilities. And that's sort of where those questions came from yesterday. Super interesting, Mike, because everybody knows about the 11-year postseason streak being snapped. But you got to go back 20 years 
to be in a position here where there are no playoff implications of any sorts on game day. That is wild to me. Um, Mike, the next obvious question, and me and Shay have been bantering back and forth with this one amongst several other uh, discussions, uh, but goes to, is the quarterback on the roster for the Patriots next season, or are they going to go elsewhere? So this is a topic we, we quickly turn to now, that the Patriots are out of the playoffs, and my hunch would be that the quarterback isn't on the roster right mm-hmm. now. And I'll just sort of go through it fairly quickly. I mean, the, the start with Cam, and they've been very happy with everything Cam has done this year in terms of coming in, being a leader, named the captain, uh, first guy in, last guy out. I mean, he's literally done everything they've asked for. I think ultimately they have to look at that and, and say, what, what, what do we see on the field, though? And they talk about accuracy and decision-making as the two things that are key for quarterbacks. And I just don't know if Cam has done that at the level that they'll see fit going forward. And saying that, they haven't surrounded him with great talent to, to get the best out of him. So there's that part of the, the factor. And, and Jared Stidham, he'll be here. He's under contract. But if they're not going to put him in now, there's, it sort of leads you to question, do they see him as a viable answer going forward? I suppose that's possible, but it almost makes you think maybe they'll, they'll be looking to upgrade. Okay, so going from there, again, we're talking to Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter. If Cam would go elsewhere, which is what you're saying all signs are kind of leading to at this point, do you think he could still have a starting job in this league? You've watched him very closely. It's, it's been tough to assess to be honest, because uh, the pieces around him are not at the highest level. So I do think he can help a team, but I think if we were to rank the quarterbacks 1 to 32, meaning that there's 32 starting jobs, also factoring in a pretty good draft class coming into the league, I think Cam's going to be closer to the the back end of the 20s into the mid-30s, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's, I guess what I'm saying is I'm putting him on the edge, you know, there and the the things that stand out, it's like the touch of some of the throws, the accuracy have been a little bit erratic, you know, relative to what we've seen from him earlier in his career with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Patriots way usually leads to winning and winning at a high clip. Uh, the Patriots way also lends to professionalism. It's a culture. And despite the fact that they haven't won, Mike, the way they want to, uh, you haven't heard any drama coming out of that locker room. There hasn't been any issues like you would expect from maybe other teams in the very same predicament. Uh, what's the vibe like in that locker room as you've come to know it uh, throughout this up and down season that's ultimately going to end up with no postseason? Yeah, it's a great point, and they have you know a solid core of character guys in the locker room. Um, I would say the message from one of the best, Matthew Slater, to the team was, if you start something as a man, it's your duty to finish it. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how they're approaching these final two games. And I'll go back to Cam. You know, Cam has been outstanding in terms of coming into the Patriots and adopting to the way they do things. He's spoken publicly about how there's an aura about the organization, and he's really been a leader in this area in terms of, you know, he gives everyone a nickname, he stayed upbeat, he stayed positive. The other day uh, on the radio, someone had tried to ask him about the play calling and, and, you know, does he get frustrated? And he said, listen, there's no way you're going to turn me against anyone in this organization. So uh, I think you tip the cap to Cam first and foremost in that area for the tone that's been set.
Without a doubt. All right, Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate you getting up early and giving us some insight. Have a good one. Thank you. All right, so Mike Reese kind of echoed something similar to what I said yesterday, Jay. I was impressed with Cam Newton this year. Not on the football field, not the way he's thrown the football. Yes, he can utilize his legs. Two things that we questioned when Cam went to New England. We questioned his durability because he was coming off so many injuries. You didn't know what you were going to get. And then you also questioned how he would fit into the Patriot way. What this kind of diva mentality, the guy who had a runway in Carolina with, you know, he would show off his fits every week, how he would fit into a system like Bill Belichick's where it's no nonsense. And, And Mike just said it like he has not one time thrown anyone under the bus. He's taken accountability for every single thing he he never pouts, and that's a word we've used way too much so far this morning. It's only 6.40 a.m. Never pouts when he's been benched for Jared Stidham or when he's not playing well. He recognizes what's going on around him. And so I applaud Cam for that. Look, this isn't an easy situation. He didn't have an offseason. He's with a new team, a completely new scheme. I'm sure they're trying to adjust to him, etc. He has barely any weapons, and yet still... He handled it like a true professional. He absolutely did, and that's a hat tip to him and the organization for it not to have gotten ugly on either side um, during a season that's been clearly a letdown. Mike said a lot of interesting things in a very small amount of time there. He mentioned the 20, se- 20 seasons uh, it's been since they haven't played meaningful football. That stood out. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he said that was interesting, Shay, was in talking about Cam Newton. And when we asked, when you asked him uh, if you see a future for Cam in this league if it's not New England starting somewhere else. And this kind of laid it all out for me for what the vibe is in New England, uh, how they're being covered there, uh, how we should look at this situation along with Cam Newton. I I see Cam Newton's game has declined. But Mike said, I don't know if Cam Newton can start in the league somewhere else because of what position he was thrust in here with the lack of talent and weapons around him. It was set up for a guy to not shine, to not be successful. So if you put Cam in a position to succeed – I think maybe he can, maybe he can't, but this was not a fair representation in Cam's return to the league coming off of injury to see if Cam truly has it or not. Mechanic-wise, his inability uh, to not go down the field with some of these shots, uh, his inability to be a threat with his legs like he typically had been, tell me he doesn't have the ability, but Mike's overarching thing is there was no talent around him to know needs to be factored into the assessment of Cam Newton. This and season. to go one step further, how many times did they rearrange that offensive line? I mean, they had issues, so many opt-outs, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That's for another day. But they had issues staying healthy on that offensive line, like many teams do in the National Football League. And there was constantly a rotation. So that's just another ad- – when you have a quarterback that likes to run, you need a strong offensive line. You also and they need somebody to throw the football to, Shay. Who's his best receiver this year? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Julian Edelman, who was out. Julian, yeah, they, don't, they didn't have what is, my, is, is right. the answer. I mean, they didn't have a guy to throw to. Exactly. So There's no I, I, I'm, I hope I hope Cam gets another shot at this thing. And I know that like making mistakes and turning the ball over is something that Bill Belichick does not tolerate. And I get that, too. So if it doesn't work out there, then fine. But it's just I, I don't also, know that this year was a fair shake. For him. I also feel good that, that Mike Reese on on the day before Christmas was able to have a conversation. With people, because Bill Belichick clearly ain't giving him that. I know. When asking the questions about Cam Newton, I, so. I swear, I need you know I have no patience. I have no patience, none. And you can probably tell on the show because I have like no patience for James James Harden, etc. I, I don't know how he does it. I would have a hard time with Bill Belichick. I respect him. I would just I wouldn't do well in that scenario. So we're asking Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation what the best gift is that your team has ever given you. 
at D Heinze 52 just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, after years and years of almost or mediocrity, the Philly special and beating the Pats sports Nirvana Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Of course, that one, that one I completely understand. And I agree with, I think anytime that someone upsets the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it's a win for all of America. And then you got their quarterback there in Chicago, the Super Bowl MVP and Nick Foles and, that's gone swimmingly, hasn't it? Thank you, Jordan. Merry Christmas to I'm you. I'm sorry. Too. You're right. What a Scrooge play there. Yeah. Seriously. At Benjamin Bodie Jr. just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, thank goodness it was not a robust red onesie. <laughs> Could go a lot of different ways, Bodie. This thing is very tight. <laughs> tight like a twiga. You're wearing it well. You're rocking it well. All right, let's go A to no, Z. No, I'm not. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Tenant starring John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Okay, Juju Smith-Schuster says he's going to stop dancing on opposing teams' logos. Smith-Schuster says, no more pregame dance routine for the betterment of myself and my teammates. The Steelers receiver explained that he was stopping because his teammates and coaches were now being asked questions about it. I was dancing, uh, you know, when we were undefeated, I was, you know, I was dancing. Uh, when we lost our three games, um, you know, I'm not going to change the person who I am. I think, you know, it, it's, it's getting to the point where, you know, it's, you know, my teammates are being asked this question. Uh, my coach is being asked this question. And uh, it's, I saw it more as, uh, you know, not no intention of disrespect. It's just more intentions of, you know, my fans, you know, I'm, I'm big on social media, uh, the positive and, you know, doing stuff like that, you get the positive and negative. So uh, for the betterment of, you know, myself and my teammates, uh, I'm going to stop, you know, dancing on the logos. Okay. So this is exactly what I thought yesterday. I mean, he wasn't doing it to shove it in people's faces. It was something that he was doing for fun. It was loose. It was lighthearted. The logo thing isn't a big deal. The end zone's not a big deal. He's popular on TikTok. And so he was having a little bit of fun. And yet again, everyone's taking themselves way too seriously. And now this all has to come to a halt because other teams were using it as motivation because he's prancing on their logo. Like it's some iconic thing that no one can ever touch or stand on. Um, And there's it's a distraction at this point. Mike Tomlin's being asked about it. His teams are being asked about it. And he says he needs to stop. On top of that, they're on a three game losing skid. And he hasn't played great. So now the fun has to end because people can't take. That's how it goes. When you're winning, it's a celebration. It's fun. I'm an international gangster. It always goes down like this. When you lose, it becomes a distraction. That's just what happens. And to me, Juju Smith-Schuster stepping up and handling it like this speaks to maturity. And a guy who wants to be a leader that says, I'll change. I I just want to do it lighthearted. Like you were saying, Shay, it wasn't a big deal. But now my coaches, my players have to answer for it, and I don't want that. That is really cool to see because he could have been like, no, I'm doing this. Ain't nobody telling me not to. I can do whatever I want. I should be able to do whatever I want because in reality that could be true, but he's a team guy. He's a team guy dealing with Antonio Brown. He's a team guy now. Like This is a cool thing to see. I respect him for handling it this way, and hopefully the Steelers can get back to winning. Unfortunately, they won't. They won't win another game this season. Party's over. Juju's still a star. He can get back to doing the TikToks in the postseason. Go find logos somewhere else at, at high school stadiums where he's working out at because they ain't gonna be playing any meaningful postseason. Football. Okay, that took a turn for the negative. Worse. But I, but I am. I do want to give a big deal of a great deal of respect to Juju for how he handled it. That was oh, impressive. I, you couldn't impressive. have. It was. There's no better way to handle that. There's no better way to answer it. There's nothing more that you could ask him to say. He was professional about it. This is exactly what you would want him to say. I'm sure Mike Tomlin was pleased with this. 
I just think it's a little unfortunate. Yeah, I would have been I would have had no patience for like, well, I'm going to do what I want. And, you know, like. This, this. But you knew Juju wasn't going to handle it like that. He's no, a class I appreciated guy. that. Class I appreciate that. All right, how about DeAndre Hopkins? He's defending his practice habits in a rant. Out of 41 practices thus far this season, DeAndre Hopkins has missed 18 of them, with 13 of them coming on Wednesdays, 10 of which were for veteran days off, according to the Cardinals injury reports. He has missed five practices with an ankle injury, one practice in week 12 with an illness, and another practice in week 13 with neck and back issues. The lack of practice time hasn't mattered to the NFL's leading receiver, who is over 13 yards, 1,300 yards, <laughs> 13 yards, over 1,300 yards, and he was named to his fifth Pro Bowl on Monday. Here is DeAndre Hopkins on those practice habits. I heard a lot of, a lot of negativity about me not practicing when I first came to Arizona. You know, for those people who don't understand football and who just watch, uh, there's a reason that I play football and they watch. Please uh, tell, you, tell your friends and, and all you guys on the local stations, you know, if you got anything negative to say about DeAndre Hopkins, I charge to come on shows, but I give a discount to come on the show for, for those people. Oh, come on. I give a discount? Okay. I'll let you go, but I, 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 me, I, this makes me feel a certain kind of way. Let me just say this. He's the best thing, DeAndre Hopkins, is the best thing that's happened to the Cardinals team. Sure. Ahead of Kyler Murray. Like, he's the best thing that's happened to the team. He's delivering. He's the best re- receiver statistically in the league. This does shed a little bit more light on Bill O'Brien's decision to say, I don't want this guy here in Houston, but he's still an idiot for having done that. You don't move a guy like that because of how good he is and the difference maker he is. There's probably a lot of people that feel like Bill O'Brien that don't like DeAndre Hopkins because of how he handles stuff like this, and all of a sudden it's coming to light he doesn't like to practice. But Bill O'Brien lost his job because he took too big of an issue with this. I get it. I was an athlete. There's probably guys on the team, given that this is all coming to light, that probably aren't the biggest fan of DeAndre Hopkins, but you know what they don't want? For him to be wearing a different jersey. So some things you just have to sit there and go, I don't love this. But man, that guy goes out there every Sunday and delivers, and he has been. And much like we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster and his dancing, it's all good right now, or was, because the results were coming in as wins and high-level performance. When the performance starts to dip, you go 0-3, the dancing stops. When DeAndre Hopkins starts underperforming, the questions will be valid. Until then, all you can do, Shay, is have that stank face you got going on right now. (laughs) And deal with it. Rude. Unfortunately, that's how it has to go. Rude. Um, Okay. Uh, There's a lot of players across the NFL that take Wednesdays off or they rest or they sit on the sidelines or whatever it is. They miss a practice for this reason or another. And and that's totally warranted. Like that is normal. Normally, Wednesday is a lighter day. And I understand that. But I have never heard it really come to light in this kind of manner. So to me, this feels like kind of a bigger deal. I just, if you watch that rant uh, on social media or wherever you did, it it's like the demeanor. He's like slumped down. Like, I give a discount. Like, it's just like, dude. He's okay. a receiver. He's a receiver. He is That's a receiver and he is a diva. And he is. But to me, I'm like, hey, buddy, do you mind? Like, you, this is your job. Okay. Like, I can't, I don't care if I'm the top paid person anywhere at ESPN or anywhere. I still can't just miss days because I want to. Oh, you're asking about professionalism? You're sitting here in a onesie right now, so chill out. It's Christmas. So chill out. I mean, you're wearing a onesie Jordan, on ESPN. I, Jordan, I would, I would, chill out. Uh, don't tell me to chill out. Yours is way tighter than mine, and I'm pregnant, so don't do that. 
Dang! <laughs> okay, so you that's chill what out. We're doing. You here? chill out. Okay, so, so that's why you. Want, so that's why you always want the lights out. Now I'm starting to understand things a little. It's all starting to come together I'm just, here. I'm just kidding. It's just because you're tall. Anyways, my point is, my point is, is that I just didn't care for the demeanor. I didn't care for the I'm better than you. Let's have. I need a disc. Like, but you like those numbers. Comma. But you like sure. Those is he is he a fabulous receiver? The best one in the NFL right now, of course. Best way to ask you this. Best way to ask you this. Your Chicago Bears are in the hunt, just like the Cardinals are in Don't the hunt do for this. the playoffs. Of course I would want DeAndre Hopkins and on the Bears. All, with all that comes. Of course. Would you still want him on a of Chicago Bears? Of course I would. Would you be cheering for him? Of course I would. There you go. But, but would there I have a gripe against, hey, dude, do you mind not kind of acting like that? And if I'm covering DeAndre Hopkins the way I was covering the Bears, he'd, he'd be my least favorite player to cover. But because he be because him. he would charge every time he did an interview. He'd act like he didn't want to be there. He wouldn't be in the locker rooms after practice because he didn't practice that day. Like he'd be the worst kind of player to cover. And I just feel like, why do you want to have that rep when you're the best? Why? What for? Because when things start going south, you see the same people on the way down as you see on the way up. Hey, talk to him. It's true. Talk to him. In your so onesie over there. Change your demeanor. Change your demeanor. Jordan, it's the holidays. Change your demeanor. You called me fat about 10 seconds ago. I did ago. not. You sound like a woman. I did not. He, my boyfriend called me fat. I did not. I just said you, you're hating on me. I don't know if that's me. a gender-specific comment to be made. <laughs> it's a that's line. That's offensive to a lot it of people. It is a line from a movie. What movie? You're lying. I'm calling you out. No, what movie? No, I'm not. What movie? Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Uh, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You know I wouldn't know. I hate that movie. Don't quiz me on air either. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are a robust red onesie over there. I like my onesie. I'm going to embrace it. It looks it looks nice on you. It's breathable, isn't I'm, it? I'm big. I'm beautiful. And I'm out here. All right? <laughs> out here on Christmas. All I know is you're taking shots at a lot of young brothers today. And I'm Ooh. starting to get uncomfortable. Ooh. You, came I, at, you came at James Harden. He's a Warranted. Brother. DeAndre Hopkins is Warranted. A Your loving husband is robust. You better chill out. Hey, I was on the Cam Newton train, though. I'm all about Cam Newton today. All right, we're back. (laughs) I I just I can't be aligned with somebody who's going to take this many shots of young brothers all day long. (laughs) Wasn't all right. I I can't do this if this is who you're going to be the whole show. I'm not going to sit here like a clown for three hours and do this. (laughs) So let's spread it out a little bit. But Jordan, you do look cute. I hate when you call me. I hate that. Why? I won't be hot. Okay, well that that happens today. Today, my love, that's not going to fly. I feel you. Okay, I feel you. That's That's just not going to happen. The Mavs, Clips, (laughs) Celtics, Nuggets. Which one of those contenders is too good to be true? We'll tell you next. (laughs) Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.